When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Get lucky. We're up all night to get lucky. We're up all night to get lucky. 
Did that do it for you? What is up, folks? It's Thursday. It's Thursday. This is so bad it's good. Let's uh, let's get nuts. This is Ryan. Uh, how is everybody doing? Let's see how this goes today. This, of course, is the Kardashians on Hulu. This is the seventh episode. We'll be recapping uh, this this fine evening. And uh, if you don't like the Kardashians, you are shit out of luck because that is what we're talking about today. But I think we're going to, we'll talk about other things too. I mean, but may, but also mainly just the Kardashians. Um, I, you know, I do that where, I, I do this for you guys, <laughs> where I watch the Kardashians uh, on Hulu the night, you know, it comes out on Wednesday night. So I watch it immediately and then I type up all the notes like lightning and that's what we're doing right now. So it can be there to you guys tomorrow, even before you see the show. But in my head, I'm like, most of you guys don't watch the show. I, I get a lot of messages saying, I refuse to watch that show. I just listen to the recaps. And I kind of like that. Like, I kind of like that maybe there could be a whole group of people that have never seen the Kardashians ever. And only through these recaps is how they see the Kardashians like, I don't know if you guys remember, there was an old music video I talk about all the time. Or it's called Hello by Lionel Richie. And I remember being obsessed with this video as a kid because the lady, this young lady, if I remember the plot line correctly, was, I think, like, Lionel Richie was an art teacher. I don't, it's something. But anyways, this blind girl was like an artist and couldn't see. And I guess... Lionel Richie, like they were lovers. I, I as a kid, I I think that's how I put it together. But basically, the blind young lady could only feel Lionel's face, and he had that like kind of mush, like bushy, 
mustache. And uh, by the end of the video, <laughs> he makes this, what I found, I mean, I even knew at a young age it was a horrific Lionel Richie bust, but I guess it kind of looked like Lionel. So at the end, he was like, hello, is it me you're looking for? Which was kind of on the nose now. He was like, you know what? This video should have a blind woman. And I don't think the, I don't think she was actually a blind actor. So that was another weird thing. But, um, so this is, so my, in my head, I would love for, basically what I'm saying, I would love for you guys to sculpt, sculpt what you think Chloe looks like out of clay. If you've never seen the show, I would love to buy you some clay. And just from my descriptions from these podcasts, if you could sculpt a Chloe bust out of clay, I, it would just, it would really, I need, come on guys. It's been a hard week. I would love a Chloe bust. Of great. Also, though, I will say this, and I've talked to Maritza about this many times. It's like if I ever got like stupid, like sorry, I'm scooting in because I'm embarrassed about what I'm about to say. If I ever got like stupid money, which is probably why I don't ever have to, is that I would buy the Lionel Richie bust. Like it was from the '80s. I don't know who has it, but there's got to be some private collector. What does that gotta go? Like I figure something like that. That's got to be worth like a billion dollars. I mean, that's a part of history. Um, and, and if not, I would hire not a blind girl, but I would hire somebody that would see the video and make me an exact replica of that bust. To me, it is one of the, you know, those like not horcruxes from like Harry Potter, but like those things from your childhood that represent everything. I have a lot of them in my life. Like I have a lot of they, but like that Lionel Richie bust, I think about it so much. It's like, I've talked about this too before, is I don't know if you guys have ever watched uh, that old Teen Mom show, which is by the way, still going. I mean, I know initially you're not lucky to get pregnant in high school, but I think in retrospect, a lot of those guys are really lucky because how, I mean, these people wouldn't have houses otherwise. I mean, they lucked out by making a potentially poor decision in high school. You can't argue that. I mean, they say, actually, Teen Mom, this is fascinating, that Teen Mom, the show, really did curb teen pregnancies. It actually did something amazing. But in my head, I was like, if I was, a, I would have made me like double down and try to get even like try to get more, like try to get everybody pregnant just to be on TV. Because I, I mean, I was like, Farrah Abraham has a career now? Like what? But I digress. I'm getting off topic. Anyways, there was Gary. I don't know if you guys remember Gary and Amber. Gary is this just big log of a man. And I remember like those, by the way, I watched an old episode of Teen Mom a couple months ago with Gary and Amber when they were still together. And it was dark, you guys. I was like, damn. And like, I had a couple years off of Teen Mom. I don't know, like somewhere in my early 30s or so. I don't know. But like, this show has been around so long. Like, but I used to, like, that's how weird of a dude I was or am or whatever is that I would watch that every week. Nobody prompted me. Like, I set my TiVo. Yeah, I had a TiVo, which, by the way, I should just do a whole episode on TiVo. Man, I miss that TiVo with the little little bouncing TV guy. Uh, but it would go bloop, bloop, bloop. I love the sounds the TiVo remote made, and that's why DVRs totally stole the TiVo idea, and they've made it way less fun. You don't have any bloop, 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 bloop like you used to have with the TiVo. Um, but anyways... Gary, I remember in like the fourth or fifth season of the show, he made these t-shirts that said, it's Gary time. 
And it was Gary, this big log of a man with a smile. And I believe it was like his thumbs up. And it was like, it's Gary time. And I probably was in my late 20s or I, I don't, I'm not sure exactly. I mean, it was, it was old enough to where I remember, I remember staring at the website and going, Ryan, you need the It's Gary Time shirt. You need it. You know, you and I both know you're not going to be happy until you have the It's Gary Time shirt. But then I was like, at the time, it was like 20 bucks. I don't know. That's, you know, how do I explain that to my wife? You know, and she's like, she knew she, you know, what she was getting into. But still, uh, <laughs> she, I think I told you guys this. She told me that one time. She was like, it's really hard uh, to get sexy with you, which, uh, you know, she's a liar, by the way, it's not that hard, uh, because she said, you'll look down and all of a sudden I'll see like a Justin Bieber mugshot shirt and it kind of ruins the mood. And I always crack up when I think about that. Cause it was like, yeah, man. Cause I'd be like, that's a funny shirt. I'm like, you're, you're right to, it, you should be laughing at it, you know, but also it's a sexy shirt, I think. But anyways, I remember going like, I can't, I can't explain the it's scary time shirt. Like I can't, you know, that comes in that, like, when am I going to wear it? I can't wear it around her. I'll have to, like, sneak it out, wear something to go out, and then bring the It's Gary Time shirt with me and then put it on at a second location. It was, like, a whole thing I remember. And this, I guess, is a lesson for everybody is take those opportunities, you guys. If your gut is telling you to do something, do it. There is not a day, not a minute, not a second that goes by where I don't think about the biggest mistake I had ever made was not getting that. It was right within my grasp. And now they don't sell it anymore. Gary does not sell its Gary time shirts. It, that, that, that's now a, that's, that's, that's a piece of history and I should have had it. Do you know how many bad t-shirts I own? That should have been one of those bad t-shirts. And it I think about it all. I mean, I wistfully think. I'll sometimes just, I can picture it. I can, you know, I'm just like, damn. And you kind of wonder, like, how would my life have been different if I had the It's Gary Time shirt? Like, I could have a family by now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it could have changed. It could have been my sliding doors moment. That could have been it. I could be a whole different, I might not even have a podcast right now. Oh my God, now I'm picturing, what if I did have it? And then all of a sudden, it, like, I, like at this point, like I'm a lawyer now, like the sliding doors moment, I have the It's Gary time shirt. It, it leads me down to a whole different path. I become a lawyer. I start doing actually good. I actually turn out to be one of Kim Kardashian's baby bar tutors. I mean, this could be a, this could have been a whole thing. So basically just don't, you know, buy, buy the shit you want to buy. That's the, that's the big lesson. Uh Hey, you guys, did we start off fun? Is this going to be fun? Are we going to allow ourselves to have fun? It's going to be hard um, because, listen, I-, I talked to you guys yesterday. Uh, I am not, you know, like this didn't happen to me personally, um, but I-, I feel very deeply uh, about the tragedy that happened uh, in Texas. Thank you for allowing me to talk about it briefly yesterday. I really do appreciate when you guys allow me that because um, I think there's this inner thing where I just I just picture people's eyes rolling because I know sometimes that I do that when I listen to things or watch things where I'm like, ah, oh, this jackass again, give me a break. Um, 
So I appreciate you guys uh, giving me the forum to sometimes kind of walk through my thoughts because that really is it. It's like you're literally hearing in real time me trying to process these horrors. And like I said yesterday, I just don't want to become desensitized to it. And I'm afraid I am because it happens so much. And I want to remind myself that this is not something... You know, the only way I can truly enjoy these shows and enjoy all of this stuff that I've chosen to speak about in my life in terms of pop culture is if I I can also be a part of trying to make things a little better or, or just trying to go like, you know, with you guys, it's like, holy shit, can you believe this? How horrible, how horrible, how horrifying right? We can all, and that's like the place we all start from. You know, we can all agree on that. No matter, like I said, no matter if you're a Republican or Democrat or Scientologist or more, you know, like we can all agree that's or I don't think there's anybody out there today going, you know what? It was actually pretty cool. No. I mean, that's something we can agree on. That is something. And that's a start. Um, but I did this, uh, I did a fundraiser on my Instagram and, uh, with a, uh, a charity called Anytown. And it was something I had been sent a bunch of different charities because I was really, um, interested in, in, in doing, sorry, every town, every town is the, cha- the charity name. I, w- I was interested in doing something. It, it was kind of eating at me all night, even after I recorded and I got really kind of just really bad sleep, kept, um, just having bad dreams and thinking about this. And part of me is like, I want to help, but also I don't want to be one of those people that you're like, you got any change? You know, like I hate when I keep asking you guys for things. And, uh, but I went ahead and did it. And, uh, it was so, so many of you guys donated and I'm just kind of blown away. And that was, is so cool. Uh, but I know times are tough. So it's, it's one of those things that I just wanted to put up there. And it, it is weird. I have to remind myself that I do have a platform because to me, I'm still the big nerd you know like I'm the big like people didn't want to like people weren't looking for my opinion in like when I was growing up people didn't like you know it's we I don't know if I I don't know if you guys um it's just a really weird feeling that all of a sudden you're like I've been the same person my whole life and just in the last two years people have I don't know if they've just grown more accustomed to it but they've let me more into their their homes or their ears and all that stuff. And they, 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 you know, laugh at the things that I say. And it's a really bizarre feeling. Like it's a really awesome feeling, but it's kind of like another one of those things where you feel like you're going to get woken up from a dream sometimes. Um, but I have to be reminded that I have a platform and I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to do bad things with my plat. I mean, I want to take down Rena. That's a good, and I think we all agree. That's a good thing. Uh, we got Jax off Vanderpump. That's a good thing. Which, I, by the way, oh my God, Jax said a tweet today, and I, sh- dude, this is how I know the end of the world is happening. Um, because, <laughs> because I agreed with Jax Taylor. He put this in his Instagram stories, and he put um, it was this guy Robert Reich. He put his tweet in his story, and Jack, the tweet was forced birth in a country that refuses to protect children from being murdered at school. And he wrote 100 and then like an emoji of like, and then he wrote F off with your prayers and condolences and take some action. A grieving parent doesn't want to hear that shit. It does nothing. How many more deaths are going to happen? And you guys, I mean, the end is nigh. I agree with Jax Taylor. I now most likely Jax literally cut and pasted somebody else's choice. 
<laughs> Somebody, you probably stole that, like, hook, line, and singer. But listen, it's a start. What a, what a, what a, that, now that is growth. Let's get this man back on Vanderbump Rules. Um, but basically, yeah, I wanted to uh, try to do something that's small. And, and I also want to be very honest. Well, you know, doing that also, I always have to, um, I have to, I know this, God, it's so weird when I talk to you guys. Sometimes I'm like this, I know sometimes I just sound so kooky and, uh, I appreciate you going with me on this kind of stuff, but I knew in posting that where you're like, I leave myself open to a lot of different opinions and comments and all of that stuff. And I, and it's one of those things too. And, and when you guys have your podcast and start, you know, blowing up on Instagram or whatever, you'll get this, you'll, you'll know this. It's just a really weird feeling. And it can sometimes be really scary, especially if for like me, I'm just trying to like make it through the day most of the time and not like, not, I think a lot of us are just trying to make it through the, I, I'm, I'm very normal in a lot of ways. Cause I feel like a lot of people are like me. But I can be really sensitive. You guys hear that all the time. And I, I've never, I've always like been grossed out when people call themselves empaths because everybody calls themselves an empath, especially in Los Angeles. I mean, you'll throw a rock and you'll hit like five people that said, I feel very deeply. I'm an empath. But I will say I feel very deeply. I don't, <laughs> and I can pick up on energy really quickly. And it's one of like, it's something that I think is cool and might help me in like interviews and stuff, but it can be really intense. So if I'm in a room with somebody, I can really sense uh, if they're uncomfortable, if they're uneasy, if they're happy, if like, and that was why it was always hard to work at the acting studio because I would be around so many actors and actors energies are insane. You'd be around a lot of jealousy, a lot of anger. Why Why isn't my career not further? A lot of like um, just explosive energy all the, out of nowhere. And you, I would feel, and, and I would be in the office and I remember I would just keep my head down because I would just get that, that draft of everybody coming through the door and picking up on all these sort, sorts of energies and it would really throw me. And so if I post stupid memes and stuff, mostly you'll get the LOL, you're a dork, ha ha ha, but like in a, in a positive way. And it's really, it's really fun and it's a good feeling. And I just like being stupid. And, uh, but sometimes when I do things like that, or I actually give a real opinion, because sometimes you guys, I'll sneak up on you. I'll actually have something that actually means something. And it'll kind of surprise you because I'll be playing like the fool. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, let's rethink the actual relationship between Rena and Erica and how it is perceived to be in terms of the law. You know, I'll hit something where I'm like proud of myself. <laughs> But I, you know, when I post that, especially because it's such a hot button issue and everybody, there's so much rage around it, right? There's so much anger. We all have so much anger because we don't know what the fuck to do. So we run to our social medias, myself included, and we start just a fucking like stream of consciousness or what I'm doing now. And and we all, we all doing it, every platform, every platform. And then it almost is this scarier vacuum because you realize not everybody agrees with each other. We agree that it's horrible, but we don't know how else to um, man, we don't, you know, and social media, it's always like, that's the bullshit. It's supposed to bring us together, but that's a lie. We all know it's a lie at this point. It's not to bring us together. Usually it's kind of made to tear us apart. I mean, that's why I may try to use it gently. And I know a lot of my friends do as well, but in the end of the day, all it does is highlight our differences sometimes instead of like these basic principles that we all agree on. So I knew, I know those things going into it, but it, it always still manages to surprise me. I mean, I, I found myself arguing 
arguing with some lady who I think was like on my side in a way. But the fact that I wouldn't say that I was donating to a charity where uh, it supported just an outright ban on guns. You're like, well, and then she kept asking, just what do you, do you believe there should be a ban on guns? Do you believe, you know, and I'm like, what are you, you're not even listening to me, lady. I'm like, and how bizarre, like this is, this is something, this, this little, little, very little thing that I chose to do with this platform is to try to earn some money for something that I believe, I believe is a good cause. And I was reading up on them. And I liked that it's a kind of a grassroots organization that helps um, at, a, at a very basic level on common sense gun laws, you know, background checks. Uh, in Texas right now, if you read about it, it's wild. Like at 18 years old, this kid bought a gun the next day. And one of his guns was like $1,300. But there's, there's just small things that we have in place because, listen, I said this to this lady finally, because I was like, you're not listening to me. So let me just say it one more time. I, myself, Ryan Bailey, me, I don't need guns. I don't use guns. I don't care if guns exist. I just don't. They've never been a part of my life, but I'm not going to tell some. And I think it's, I think it is a complete waste of time to put your energy into that when it's just not going to happen in probably our lifetimes. Yeah, but what I do think we can do is I believe we can change laws. I do believe we could take away the AR-15. I believe, you know, there are things that we can do to make sure my niece and nephew and your kids and everyone out there is a little bit safer. And yes, it does not, um, you, you know, crazy is crazy and you're never going to shut that down. But we always talk about mental health on this podcast too. And, 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 you know, there are resources for that available, but crazy is crazy. I'm not ignorant to that fact, but I do believe in just some common sense gun laws. And I want to throw money at that because you do know on the other side of that NRA probably had one of its best fundraising days today. That's how politics work. And what a mess. What a, what a gross thing. I just want to talk about how Erica Jane probably wets herself at this point and it uses diapers, which by the way, I can't wait to do the Beverly Hills recap on Friday. Uh, it, it, should the I cannot wait to watch it again. Actually, this season to me is on fire. I cannot, there were so many little moments you got Kyle's dogs. Oh my God. Kyle's dog. Like, I mean, Kyle does not. <laughs> Anyways, I've got, but, um, um, I, I, I want to talk about that stuff, but I have to get through this bullshit. Uh, but yeah, so I knew going into it that I would get a lot of, uh, not hate, but a lot of people that are really impassioned for their side, not realizing we're all on the same side is that we don't want kids to die. It's like, just, we're all on the same side. And yeah, I could go into like, you know, it's, I have a primarily female audience and it is why, I don't know if you guys get pissed about this, but we, uh, you know, a governing body seem really keen on being able to tell women what they can and can't do with their bodies. But for no reason would we ever try to tell a gun owner what they can do with their guns. Like that's weird, right? Like that's weird. And then you have these people. I mean, it's always like government officials too, where it'd be like, you try to take my weapon away. 
You'll see what the Second Amendment's all about. And I'm like, oh my God, public officials are threatening to kill people. Like, that's what it always reads. It's like literally school shooter behavior when you're threatening people online with your gun because you're scared somebody's going to take away your gun. So you immediately go to, I'm going to use my gun against you. Like, do you see why we possibly could get worried? Like, I, I said this last night. I like to drink. I do. Um, you know, not on a daily basis, but I like, I also know that uh, if I drink, I can't drive because it, me behind a wheel, uh, having a couple of drinks could horribly hurt somebody else. And I would be responsible for that. So I want to do everything in my power to make sure I have a good night selfishly. So I make that agreement that I will take an Uber or that I will make sure I have a ride. It's an agreement I give to the greater good so I can get lit without hurting anybody. And I would imagine like true gun owners, true gun lovers and nuts and all that, I would imagine want as many gun laws as possible so they can keep hold of this thing that they love. Like, listen, I don't really know a lot of gun owners and I don't want to speak for them, but I keep trying to think of it like, is it like my love of, of Vanderpump Rules and Summerhouse? Is that how they feel? But I will say I love Vanderpump Rules and Summerhouse so much that if Bravo told me I would have to do this, this, and this so I can get a new season, you better fucking believe I would do this, this, and this. I will make sure those things are done so I can fucking watch Lindsay hook up with 10 dudes. Not on Carl, actually. I take that back. So I could watch Paige be an annoying asshole for another season. I would do it. I would do it. I would protect the things that I love. So I imagine the real gun owners out there are probably fairly responsible. We got to make sure it's all these other nutty nuts, you know? So anyways, basically, I put this out there and... uh you know, everybody was pretty positive for the, the most part. But yeah, then there was the one lady arguing with me about my stance. And I'm just like, I just, this is something that I just believe in. And it's really small. But if you want to keep arguing with me, I don't really have time for that. Because I do really want to hear people out. I really do want to, because you can learn a lot that way. But you can also scare yourself a lot that way too. And then of course, there is this one lady that I had to block. Um, and it's just so funny because it's like, I know, you know, like I see you guys, like I see the people, like I don't get to get to even see some of my DMs or read them, but then there's some that I do see and then I'll just mark unread because they're, they scare me. Like there was this one person that I finally had to, there was one lady I blocked and one dude, one girl I restricted. The girl I restricted, I talked about on the podcast last week where every time I post a girl in my stories, she'll write, that's actually a man, which I think is kind of like QAnon kind of shit. And this lady wrote a comment about like, we got to close the borders. And I almost wrote back like, yo, would love to try to respect and learn about your idea. But you literally comment on every girl that they're a man in my stories. So it's really hard to trust anything that comes out of your mouth. And I didn't. I held myself back because I was like, let's not take down other people. And then the other lady, the girl I had to block, was she was like, you idiot. This is what you... And I was like, she's another one that like... I watched that lady for years with her family where she was like during the COVID, it was all like, you know, all, all, it was like conspiracy central. And sometimes it would like, it would like 
make me laugh. But then sometimes you're like, oh, fuck, you have kids. Like, you really believe this stuff. And they were, like, fully armed and all this stuff. And, and, and I just said, nah, not today. And I just blocked her outright. And I'll be like, uh, Because that, that, I mean, then that's the stuff that stays with you, you know? And I, I want to learn to, like, have all the other cool stuff stay with me. The fact that, like, so many people uh, reached out and donated. Like, that, I mean, that, you know, I was so scared to ask. Or, you know, I, I got to learn to be more comfortable um, uh, trying to do things that are positive, but I just get so nervous that it's going to blow. It's going to be bad, but it's always so good. You guys are always so fucking awesome, but it's those little things. And unfortunately, sometimes the, um, the harshest voices are the ones that are always out there. You know, it's like most people are just like, yeah, man, like this sucks. Like, but they're not commenting on your posts. They're just going by and living their life. But the people that are like sometimes whacked out of their minds, and I don't mean like just by disagreeing with me, that you can disagree with me, but you can also disagree with me in a polite way. But I'm talking about the whacked out people. Those are the people leaving comments everywhere. And I think those sometimes just really confuses or scares or makes the situation worse. And that was just not something I was interested in. So uh, that is my wrap on this. Thank you for for being patient with this. And remember, uh, as always with these shows, I'll put a uh, timestamp when the car Kardashian aspect of this starts if you are not in the mood to hear me recount my day of uh Instagramming <laughs> which by the way I was thinking about the uh did I tell I know I told you guys I went to the Olivia Rodrigo show and uh you know it was it, you know saw so, I me mean, like my eardrum just split I mean so all these little girls were just like screaming ah and um did I tell you guys like, you know, my niece was so excited that I was going. And my niece is a tough, tough one to crack. She doesn't really think I'm that cool. In fact, I pretty much, I don't have an ungood authority, but I think she thinks I'm a nerd, you know? And I'm sure she's now just probably just scared of me. Like, why did Uncle Ryan go to an Olivia Rodrigo show? But anyways, so my sister was like, yeah, buy her a shirt, buy her a shirt. So we wait in line for, you know, I'm telling you, these these girls, I, I mean, I think they came just to get the shirt. I didn't, you know, I was like, they're not going to even see the show. Like this, the line was insane. So she wanted this. I took a picture of all the merch and gave it to my sister. And she's like, she wants this one. And it was like a really basic one where I was like, Oh God, it's just like, that's just like a little picture of her driving. And it had some writing, but I didn't, you know, none of, none of us looked. So I was like, okay, but I want to be the cool uncle. And so I waited in line for a really long time. And I, you know, in, and by the, you know, you're like, well, I'm like, maybe, you know, while I'm here, maybe I should get a shirt. I don't know. You know, that might be, yeah. but of course they don't have my size, you know? So it's like, now I'm going to worry about the It's Gary Time shirt and the Olivia Rodrigo shirt for the rest of my life. And there were other shirts, but then, you know, it wasn't as manly as the shirt I wanted. And I was like, I'm not going to look cool with like butterflies and stuff. I mean, I probably would, but that's neither here nor there. So I get the shirt and then my friend points out to me, she's like, um, look what it says. And it says it's Olivia Rodrigo driving and the, the verbiage is, where's my fucking teenage daydream, which is one of her lyrics. So all of a sudden now I have given my, I, I have bought my 12 year old niece a shirt with cursing and they are an ultra religious family. And so and then I'm like, oh man, I literally like, fuck. Cause I'm like, there's no way she's going to wear it. There's no, I mean, there's no way they'll even let her see it. Cause then in my head, I'm like, who do I, do I save it until she's older? And hopefully she curses at some point. I'll be like, well, I've got a shirt for you. You remember 10 years ago when your uncle went to an, Yeah. 
Um, so I tell my sister, I go, Hey, this is, you know, this is what happened. And she's like, LOL. And then she like finds another shirt. But so then I'm like, fuck, well now the show, I want to see Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> so but by the end, uh, I did get to go out there and they did exchange the shirt. So thank you to all the people at the Greek. I didn't have to speak to any managers and they switched it for a shirt without cursing, but it is like a little taste of parenthood, I guess, or like what you guys go through sometimes of, I was so livid. I was like, I wait. I was like, and then I was like, Olivia, why are you putting cursing on your shirt? We have kids here. We have flat out kids here. And this is like, I remember when I was a kid, it was like, you know, passing around the, uh, the rap cassettes with the dirt. Yeah. You, know, you had the two live crew and the big daddy Kane. Yeah. You know, like the, all the cursing and the easy E and NWA. And it was like passing these cassettes around and trying to be cool. And it was like a rite of passage to be able to hear dirty lyrics behind your parents back. But then I was like, you know, I, I can't be, you know, like, listen, you got, you and me know, but we both know. I'm the bad boy of podcasting. So you're like, yeah, of course Ryan's going to buy an Olivia Rodrigo shirt with cursing on it. He's the bad boy of podcasting. That's what rebels do. That's what people that grow up on the wrong side of the tracks do. You know what I'm saying? And that's me, bad boy of podcasting. So if it was me, you know I'd be wearing that shirt all fucking day long because that's me. I'm a rebel. And people expect that stuff out of me. People expect to walk up to Ryan Bailey, the guy from the podcast, and be like, you know this dude, you know, I know he's has an old Navy cover-up, but you know underneath there, there's got to be a lot of cursing on that shirt. You just know it! There's got to be, or like a look, a really dirty, sexy shirt. You know, like, you just assume from hearing my podcast that it is just, uh, it's alternative. Well, can I, I mean, it's just an, you know, I just live alternatively. Like, you guys, you, you know, like, I don't know if you can hear at home, but you probably think I have spacers in my ears. I don't. I actually presently have no piercings, so... And that's probably a surprise to you, because you're like, that's a bad boy. That dude has piercings everywhere. That guy's got a Prince Albert in a can, or whatever they used to call it, where you would pierce your ball. I had a friend, Patrick, you guys, that... I still have a friend, Patrick. Um, I don't get to see him as much, but he had his penis pierced, I remember, and when, when it, we were in our 20s. And he was like, the ladies love it. And that was just like, and he was already like, he was always like kind of tiny and cute, but he supposedly had a big dong. And we would all, he would want, he would tell all of us to call him Kickstand Kavanaugh because, you know, he had a quote unquote third leg. And I was just always, and he was already like, he was a cute guy. He already got girls. Like I was his wing. Well, like we would go to bars all the time. And we were in our 20s and it would be me and him. And, but like I had, like he would tell me go to go up or like we would be next to girls he'd want to flirt with. And he'd be like, bring up that I was on an episode of Frasier. So I'd have to be like, dude, your episode of Frasier was on, you know, so I'd say it really loud. And then the girls would be like, afraid, like, which by the way, I'm like, now that I'm thinking back, like, which, which hot girls were like big Frasier heads? Like, we were like, Ooh, the Fraser with Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, anyways, he had his penis pierced. And, I, you know, that's just something between you and me. I know you expect that. I would never do that. Like, I, don't, I wouldn't even know. Like, I can't even, now that I'm even talking about it, I'm like, where was the piercing? Was it like, well, you know? God, remember that when you're in your 20s and like piercings were like, I remember all the girls back in the day were getting belly button piercings because Britney Spears had her belly button pierced. And it's like now like, 
I don't even have a flat stomach at all, so I could never do that at this point. Oh, anywho, anywho. Yeah, I'm a bad boy. So anyways, I got the, got the shirt, so I'm like a good uncle again. Now I just got to... But now we're at a bad boy part of like it too, where I'm like, bad boys don't even know like postage, you know, like I don't know, like in my head, I want to mail it to her, but also in my head, I'm like, how does that work? How do you, do you go to the postal center and go, I want to, I want to mail this. Like, I know this is like stuff you guys all know, but this is what a bad boy does. He doesn't know how to mail things. (laughs) <laughs> you're like, you're like, Ryan, wait, uh, hey, uh, hey, bud, uh, when's the Kardashians, uh, happening? Uh, okay, we'll do it now. We'll do it now. Fine. Um, by the way, you guys, Chloe Kardashian, she was on the Not Skinny, uh, Not Fat, Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast, Amanda Hirsch. We all know her, and I, uh, I love, um, I love Amanda or she's always been really nice to me and she's been getting like crazy in her. She, I think she got Kim, she got Chloe, she doing an E after show. Like she is, she blew up like dream career. Like, I don't think I could ever do it. Cause I talk so much mad shit about the Kardashians and she has to like, I'm sure kind of walk a fine line now. And, uh, I didn't listen to the interview cause I don't like, just to be honest, I didn't, I don't. Like I didn't listen to it because I don't want to not I don't want to get jealous and I don't want to I don't know I should I should listen to it but I read an article about it and Chloe in the article says that she is she uses the word offended you guys that people actually think she's gotten face transplants she gets a, she said offend I. Not only I get offended, she said. She said, I have only gotten a nose job and I am so proud of it. I want to talk about it all the time. But the face transplant offends me, Khloe Kardashian said. There's another thing she said too, which we'll get into in a sec. Let's handle the face transplant thing first. I immediately got scared because I know I'm not the only one, but I I. We did do a graphic. In fact, I told, like Medita made, and I should, no, I'm not going to do it because... Uh, we made a bunch of, we did a Chloe unsolved mysteries and a Chloe face off based on the movie face off with John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. Love that movie, by the way. It's so ridiculous. You watch that movie back now. It's like basically where they switch faces. And I remember watching it as a kid going, wow, the science adds up. This seems like it's completely realistic. Now you watch it and you're like, what the fuck was I like? Was I just walking around like a fucking idiot all the time? Was I just going like, yeah, people can switch faces. It's like I saw the the move. Like I must have just been walking. And I'm going to say that probably in 10 years about this night right now. Was I just walking around like a fucking idiot all the time? Like the answer seems to be always yes for me because I bought that movie face off. I was like, wow, the technology is there to happen. Like. Don Travolta and Nicolas Cage weren't even the same fucking body type. It's just not, it's not even the same body type. Like how, you know, switching faces is one thing. And also, have you ever, you see somebody's face gets mauled by a dog or an ape all the time. You see their new face. It always looks like chunky. It always looks like fucking sloth from the goon, chunk from the, the fucking eye guy from the goonies. Uh, the guy that looks like food God. It, it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we have fun here. Are you not entertained? Um, so yeah, she said, so we made a face-off one where it was Chloe's old face and Chloe's new face. Listen, 
I'm sure it is offensive if you're Khloe Kardashian to hear. But, li- dude, live in the real world, Khloe. Look at all the photos. Like, do you blame us? Like, I never thought she actually got a real face. Like, no, no, of course not. But do I think she got more than a nose job? You're damn right I do. Are you Are you out of your mind? And the sad thing about Chloe is that she does work her ass off in the gym. I think that body, for the most part, is 100% hers. I'm sure she's gotten, like, tightening and, like, things removed. You know, but, like, the, the, the busting your ass in the gym, that is all her. You know she, like, we see her. I see the work. You can't take that away from Chloe Kardashian. But to say I only got a nose job and I'm offended about the face trans, like, are you out? You should not be. You should say thank you and move on. Like, if you see pictures, be like, you know, or you could just like, this is the lie you say. You go, that actually always makes me laugh. And I guess thank you. I I, I sometimes forget how much, uh, how different I look. If you see that young girl in the first seasons and how I look now, it is completely different. So I guess I'm appreciative that people notice it, but it's definitely not a face transplant, but I can definitely see why they would say that because I was looking at pictures the other day and I'm like, damn, that used to be me. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Because that's the honest reaction to that. That would be the honest reaction if you looked at old photos. Like I looked, like somebody actually sent me from high school an old photo of myself and I was like, Oh, first off, I wish I hadn't opened this because that just, it's, you know, I was like, fuck. Uh, you know, that you just start thinking, you're like, oh, God, I looked bad back then, too, you know? And, and, but Chloe should be like, yeah, I get it. Like, you know, like, Chloe, 
It's like when PK's like, was everybody thinking I'll rob myself? What? Well, PK, here's why. A lot of housewives lie and you owe money to some casinos and all. So, you know, if you add all that stuff up, you can't really blame us for sometimes thinking weird things, right? <laughs> I always think there's like people, the, the bullshit we rationalize to ourselves is wild. Like, because I'm usually not like if somebody says something to me like oh yeah i get why you would say that yeah i'm yeah i'm goofy and i eat weird things like i you know like i'll i'll, I'll totally like go oh yeah i can see why you would say that like where's chloe go like oh yeah i can totally i look completely different every two years i can see why you would say that that's what i want to hear from chloe but i love that she used the word offended i was like that's amazing what a reframing device that word is the other thing that she said was about our uh, uh, favorite bareback rider, uh, Tristan, I don't wear no rubber Thompson, where she said, it's it's just, it's too bad. People don't get to see the good side of Tristan because of his past. It just, it's so sad. It is so sad. Poor Tristan. And it is so wild when you're like, oh my God. This man is going to continue to do everything in his power, not to make, but to let Chloe look like a clown. At a point, if Tristan really was a real man, I think he'd pull her aside and go, yo, stop sticking up for me in interviews. I fucked you over hard. Like, I made you look like an idiot. And that actually is offensive and not your face transplants. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, girl, I... I I love this whole new Kardashian. We're above everybody else in terms of how we react to things and we lead with kindness, but come on. I think you guys have it a little wrong. When you are leading with kindness this hard, you are going to get fucked over again and again and again. And you can read Chloe's insecurity like that. Kim, you don't fuck around with anymore. Even Courtney will shoot you a look that I'm sure will freeze you like a gargoyle. But Chloe, Chloe leads with insecurity, even though she looks pretty good, you know? I mean, I'm mean, pretty good. Like, she looks like a mate. I'm like, he looks okay. <laughs> I'm sitting here in underwear and like Cheetos all over me. Um, but this Tristan bullshit, you could say, yeah, he's the father of True. And also, like, great father to True. Cool. What about the other kids he ignores? that are not with you. Like, I, I think it's, it's wild. It, it, it's just one of those things where you're like, yo, I guess rich doesn't make you smart. Beautiful doesn't make you smart. Like these are, and like the fact that they're mom, it's like, it's Chris is addicted to the horror. Chris is addicted to putting her children through horrifying things. It's like an A24 movie at all times with Chris Jenner. If you are one of the siblings, like, it's midsummer in that bitch over there, you know? Like, she is putting these kids through everything and then going, you should still be friends with him. You should. Chloe, please still be around him. And it's like, that's called psychological torture. You don't continue to be around the person that's cheated on you multiple times on video, come back, you know, works to get back, does it again, has a kid with the next one. Like, it's okay to cut people out of your lives. It's okay. Lala did it to Randall. Randall still has visitation. They still don't talk, though. Like, it's okay, Chloe. Don't listen to Chris. 
you can also let True have a relationship with Tristan. But I really do think it would be interesting if you did try it. It would be interesting to see how much Tristan would actually want to hang out with True. I think it's almost there's like a Scott element of it of like, ah, I want to be invited to everything. Come on. Come on, me and Tristan. We want to be mixing it up. You know, like he wants in still. And the fucking goofy thing about these Kardashians is that they let them. They let them always be there. They let these guys, these people that have fucked with them. And I really, truly put this solely on Kris Jenner. I believe she lets, she makes these ladies keep these doofuses in their lives and keep saying it's for the greater good of the kids. But no, I don't think that. I think it's bullshit. I think it's for the greater good of their brand. I think Kris Jenner knows that their brand runs on horror. It's not on fashion. Like we can we can have books, you know, history is not rewriting itself. Even though Kim's the face of Balenciaga and blah, blah, blah. Like let's let's call a spade a spade. Like it's not like it's the horror. It's the horror with this family. All the insane shit that this family goes through where you almost forgive them for being so wealthy because you're like shit I don't know if I can put up with half that stuff I guess maybe you know at least they have money because you're just like whoa like on the fourth time Chloe got cheated on by Tristan Chris wasn't like yo Tristan get the fuck out of my face forever you piece of shit no, Chris is like, he's a good, he's a good, he sent me flowers on Mother's Day. It really, it personally makes me angry for Chloe. Like, it, it really is ridiculous. Like, yo, like, yeah, True could have a relationship with her dad, but like, he still might not be a good person. So why would you ha- want him to be around to like, what, to teach her how not to like, let guys wear a condom out of like what do you what do you what do you gonna teach like what do you is she's gonna know how to like do free throw shots what the fuck is Tristan gonna teach because it's not gonna be any kind of moralistic things I'm really getting worked up I'm taking a lot of my emotions out on Tristan right now I apologize by the way who out there is Tristan fans is anybody out there going like I respect that dude <laughs> I'm sure there's a bunch of guys going like that guy knows how to do it they all trade crypto it's weird um so those are the two things. Also, one more thing about the Kravis wedding. Maritza sent me a um, uh, a picture, uh, if you will. Wait, she just texted me right now. I got to text her back. Okay, had a quick break. Um, so funny. I was been, I've been dreading doing this all day, doing this pod. And, uh, and, then I, and I do it, and it's like, I'm so happy I'm doing it. And I'm so happy I'm talking to you guys. Uh, but I just I was dreading it all day, and I was like, "Oh no, guys, oh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it." But then it's you guys always make it so easy. Um, obviously, I'm like 50 minutes in, and I haven't even started the show. Wee! It's fun. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up. This was so funny. It's like another example uh, uh, differences of Chloe and Kim is that so we got these posts on. Monday, and it was tweets. Uh, Kim said, I am prepping all my Italy content now. She's, of course, talking about the Kravis wedding. Get ready for the major spam. It won't take me a week to post it. Don't worry, lol. I just like to live in the moment sometimes, but getting all my posts ready. And then she has the Italy flag emoji and a heart emoji. And then Chloe tweets, don't kill me, but I'll be posting more Italy pics all this week, LOL. Sorry in advance. So do you see the difference there? Is I mean, they're both... 
Well, Kim's is more of a warning, like, get the fuck ready. I'm going to spam you guys. But Chloe's is out of the... She apologizes two times in one in a one-sentence tweet. Don't kill me, which is a... Like, don't... I do, and by the way, I'm only pointing this out because this is how I fucking act, is I apologize for everything. She's like, don't kill me, but I'll be posting more Italy pics all this week. LOL. Sorry in advance. You're not sorry because you wouldn't do it. You have control over hitting a button. And I've got, I mean, that's the only, I mean, I wonder if part of them is like, oh, I guess we have to postpone it a week because of the school shooting. Like, do you think that actually, and by the way, I will say the Kardashians all came out with really kind of saying how horrified they were of this entire situation. Uh, You know, so it was I, you know, I do say for people, they need to do stuff like that. And I really appreciate when they do. But this shit, it's like, you know, it just also I just kept thinking all week of how disturbing it must be to go to a sibling's wedding. And um, and it's work. It's literally content. You're trying to get as much content. And they're like, we're going to be using this all week on all of our Instagram, Twitter. It just must, like, and Kim going, I like to live in the moment. Well, sure, Jan. Okay. Kim, we know you. You don't like to live in the moment. You create the moment. You are so on top of the moment. There is no, like, I love how she's like, eh, you know me, I'm a pothead. I go with the flow. No, you don't. What are you, what are you smoking over there? You got, like, I just love, like, we've grown up with you guys. Don't bullshit us. Like, just say, I fucking, we hired the best people. And I also just love that thought of, like, a team of digital artists. Because they were like, so sorry, it's going to be a wait. And you're like, you better fucking work, James Cameron. You better work, George Lucas. You better get your, you know, these men haven't seen their families in, like, three days because they're prepping all of the family's Italy photos. You know? (laughs) You know, Kendall, Kylie, everybody. Everybody needs photo retouching. All, every special effects artist in Los Angeles on Monday was booked. They took all the flowers for all their centerpieces and they have no digital artists this week in Los Angeles because of these Kardashian photos. And then they start posting and you're like, Chloe, this is why we think you have a fucking face transplant. Look at some of these photos. It's like, yeah, you're lit from within kind of, but also this fucking airbrusher like made your face 10 times lighter than your body. Like it is so bizarre to me. But it's also like, if that makes you happy, cool. But then don't apologize for it. And Chloe, just stop apologizing. You have so much strength. Step into it, Chloe. Step into it. Fuck Tristan. Step into your power. Like Kim on tonight's episode is on one, dude. She is, it is weird. If you guys watch, she's really like, now is my moment to shine. Like she is feeling herself. Like feeling herself big time. She is all about Kim right now. And that's why I find it's going to be really interesting to see how she integrates Pete into her life. And next week, you guys at the end, she's like, okay, you want to know how I, you want to know how the Pete thing went down? And I'm like, uh, at this point, kind of not really. I don't really, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if I really care, but we'll get the story next week. But I'm curious how you integrate that when her quote unquote next act you know, like when she's coming into her own, still involves some dude. You know, every time I start to get impressed with one of them, they do something where I'm like, oh, well, that's just typical and average. Like, wouldn't it have been dope for Kim to actually stay alone for a couple of years? Like, she gets a whole, like, Jackie O kind of thing going after JFK. Like, you know, like I know Jackie O actually married 
Onassis, but you know, like that kind of singular sensation kind of vibe instead of going to Pete, like stepping into that true power of like, I don't need no man. You know, by the way, when I did that, I moved my head like, I don't need no man. Um, okay. So the Kardashians episode seven on Hulu, the, this is entitled where I've been and where I want to (laughs) go. And it's to the bank for both of these things. No, this obviously is relating to Kim because she says it's like where I've been in the past in my fashion and where I want to go. And blah, blah, blah. So, um, the description, the description is, I love the description for the Kardashians one. You know, you can pull up the the little box, the little info box, and it'll tell you, it says, Kim's newfound independence takes her to great heights in the fashion world. Chris faces a challenge as a mom and a manager, while Courtney and Travis, <laughs> Travis discover new adventures on their fertility journey. So what, you know, you're reading, you're like, whoa, what an episode. That's like, this is already Emmy worthy. This is amazing. I also pictured that those description, I want to make it like a Star Wars scrawl. Maritza, if you're listening, I would love to, you know, that at the beginning, like, don, don, da, 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 don, and they're like, Star Wars 4, A New Hope. And you just have like the Kardashians. And then it'll be like, Chris, you know, Kim's newfound independence takes her to great heights. And it's in that yellow lettering in space. Chris faces a challenge as a mom and a manager, while Courtney and Travis find new adventures on their fertility journey. Which, by the way, I just need you guys to prepare yourself for their fertility journey because, um, uh, unfortunately, their, I'm going to just use quotes again, doctor, <laughs> um, uh, one of, one of uh, something that uh, they're prescribed to do is they, she wants Courtney to, uh, drink Travis's, uh, semen. Yeah. That's, I'm not, I can't even like, I, I was like, I can't even make a joke about it. Like, I mean, that's the joke. You're like, gee, my God. The sad thing is my doctor actually, uh, told me to do that as well. And I just, I was like, I have no access to Travis. So it's just not even, it's good for the skin, I guess. Who knows? Um, okay. So they go previously on the Kardashians and you have that same like uh, Chloe and Kim walking, you know, near their mansions. And it's like, how are you? And yay. And then we get like, oh, she, she surprised the kid, you know, the kids with a fire truck last episode. And the girls are like, good for him. Good for him. And then we get co-parenting is really hard. We cut to Chris uh, talking to Courtney. How are your doctors going? And then we cut to Courtney in the doctor's room with Travis. Just we need one good follicle. We need one good follicle. Um, and uh, Travis going like I just think it would be really cool for us to make something together that's Travis's voice is so light I just think it would be like for somebody that packs such a big dong he is like I am like maybe you know it's like maybe his big dong is his deep voice it's like I don't need a deep voice you want to see my deep voice here it is zip thunk like he's that guy that goes to a urinal and is able to say things like Wow, the water's cold and deep, you know. And my dad always has that joke at the urinal. It uh, really embarrassed me as a kid. So we uh, also in this uh, previously on, we have Maliki, 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 Malika asking Chloe how Tristan is doing. And then we had that scene last week with Chloe and, Tris- uh, Chloe and Tristan where Chloe's like, once you're in, you can't get out of this family. And he's like, I'm banking on that. We uh, cut to Kylie, um, 
from the first episode. This is like Kylie's actually in this episode. And uh, the first episode of the season she was in, and Kim's like, I know what the sex of your baby is. And then we have that scene from two weeks ago where Kendall is arguing with Scott, was like, why didn't you invite me to your party? You know I love birthdays. It's my thing. And Kendall going, you won't let me speak, Scott. I'm just done. Um, Chloe also telling Courtney, you need to set boundaries with Scott. You need to talk to him. So we open up. That was previously on. We open up. We cut on traffic. We see Beverly Hills. All of a sudden, the screen flashes Kim. And this is, I swear to God, the Selling Sunset team, like, the Selling Sunset musical team, like the Kardashians are literally like, we're taking over because this is the song. Don't you mess around with me. I'm a boss. I want it all now. I don't back down. Let me show you what I like. That's the song. Don't you mess around with me. I'm a boss. I want it all now. I don't back down. Let me show you what I like. Like, I could fucking write this. I could write it. Like, I always like, oh, no, I could never be the Beatles, so why get into songwriting? I could do this. Like, this is like, I, th- okay, this is like, uh, I'm so, this is, I'm just going to make it up. So, uh, I'm in charge. It's my time. I'm here to shine. I put my boots on one foot at a time. I'm here to rap. I'm here to roll. I like to drive on my Bach and a Rolls Royce. Uh, it, you know, it fell off at the end, but that was literally off the top of my head. But I could do that all day long. Yo, you see that plane? That's going to be me because I fly high even in the rain. It's fucking good. I swear to God, one of these days, somebody important is going to be listening and go, let's give that kid a shot. Let's give that kid a shot. So we cut to Kim and uh, Kendall and they're doing a modeling shoot shooting promos for the Hulu show, which is like full on inception. It's like, wow, we're just, you're shooting what we're, what it's so much. Kindle, by the way, is reading this Colleen Hoover book. And I got it. Colleen Hoover follows me on Instagram. She must like Bravo or something, but like, I got to tell you, I see so many girls reading Colleen Hoover books. Like she must be a huge author. And then I was like, why? Like I got, then I was like, oh, cool. She follows me. But like, also it seems like she writes a thousand books. Can somebody explain? I guess I could just go ask her myself uh, or, but like, it just seemed, I'm like, wow. Like Kendall's reading that. Like, first off, the fact that Kendall can read just already impressive. I'm just like, that's so, and it wasn't a coloring book. This looks like a full book that Kendall was reading. And wouldn't it be funny if like cucumbers, she's reading it backwards or something, you know? So Chris is there and Chris goes, I'm here with my manager hat on to make sure it all goes smoothly. Uh, You guys know if you listen to me, we have never seen Chris be the true manager that she is. She never shows us what her real managerial skills is are on this show. Like, so we see this watered down Chris of like, ha, I'm just a goofy momager. Ha, when like off scammers, she's like, I'll fucking cut you from nuts to balls if you don't fucking do my daughters right. I mean, she doesn't do that with the boyfriends and the husbands, but she does it, you know, with production people. Um, Kim's like, Mom, did you see the Balenciaga email? They offered uh, me, you know, to be the face of it. And, you know, Chris is like, it's amazing. And. <laughs> 
Kim in a talking head's like, my recent love of Balenciaga, you know, started with Kanye, but then I've just been wearing it nonstop. And Demna, who is, I guess, some head of Balenciaga, she's like, when he called and asked if I would be in his campaign, it just feels right. Like, of course it feels right. Like, what did Kim go? Like, nah, it feels wrong. Like, are you fucking, if Old Navy calls tomorrow and goes, Ryan, we need you as the face. You, I'm not, I'm never going to be like, it feels wrong with Old Navy. I'll be like, it's fucking Old Navy. You don't tell Old Navy no. Old Navy calls, you say yes. So I get this with Kim. I get the Balenciaga, but it's just like, it's going to feel right. No, you're going to make, like, Old Navy calls, I'm going to make it feel right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we also see that she's like, I've had a love of Balenciaga since last year at the Met Gala. And that was when Kim and Kanye went and like, they were all in black and masks. Like you couldn't see Kim. It might not have been Kim under there. And, uh, Kim goes, I feel like I could do this contract on my own since I've passed the baby bar. Now who better to do this contract than me? Kim's starting to be full on delusional. Like this is this whole episode is Kim patting herself on the back. Once again, Kim is not a fucking lawyer. Like Kim has not. Kim did what law students pass their first year of law school. Like it's it's like um, it, 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 you know you know. Let me get nerdy. It's like Luke Skywalker when he's training to be a Jedi in Empire Strikes Back. Right, goes trains with that little Yoda dude. And he's like, Luke's got like, I gotta go. My friends are in trouble. And Yoda's like, dude, you've not trained. You have not trained. You're not finished with your training. I don't know why I sound like um, Stephen Hawking. Um, but, you know, Yoda was like, fuck, like, you're not trained. And he's like, gotta go. Like, that's what I feel like Kim's just like, no, nope, I'm going to do contracts from now on. Like, it would be funny if the contracts are just a complete mess and everybody's afraid to tell Kim. They're like, Kim, you uh, you left out the part where we're all supposed to sign it. Like, <laughs> okay, sorry. And Mario, Kim's makeup guy, goes, Chris, you're still going to get 10%. And Chris goes, Mario's my manager. <laughs> and Chris goes... Kim's a lawyer. And she says it, though, kind of like threatened. I'm telling you, if you watch this season with this, with the kind of like subtext of Chris is scared that one day Kim will kill her, it's so much more entertaining. Because you can see moments like this that I don't think regular people pick up on, but I've got a gift. Like I've told you earlier, I'm an empath. What I feel is happening is Chris realizing she's losing power. Because I'm telling you, not this season, but next season, it'll come to the point where Kim stabs Chris in the back. Not literally. I mean, maybe literally. Who knows? But it'll happen where, you know, Kim will be like, Mom, come here. I want to I wanna show you something um, that North made. And, you know, she'll get into this, like, big scary room at their scary house, the haunted, you know, the haunted house that Kanye and her built that she still lives in. And, like, the door will shut. And, and North, you know, North will shut the door. And Chris will be like, Huh, why'd you shut the door, North? And, and, and just North will give her like a shove. And then Kim will be like, Chris. And she's like, call me mom. And then, you know, Kim will be like, Chris, thank you for coming. Your services will no longer be needed. Kim, how dare you, Kim? I have done everything from the Ray J tape to getting you, (laughs) making sure Chris Humphreys didn't completely annihilate you with stories about our family. And this is how you repay me? 
And then like a spire monkey north will like just jump on her head and just distract her, you know? And uh, I, I really don't know where else. I mean, you guys can finish that. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's coming. Like I can feel it. I can feel it. And I, you know what the other thing? I bet Kim will go behind Chris's back and sign Chloe and Courtney and Kylie. And, you know, Kylie will probably be the one holdout. But Kim will sign all those other people, and Kim will manage the whole family. But Kylie will be like, no, I love my mom. And she'll be like, Kylie, don't go against me. I'm the face of Balenciaga. Don't do this. And Kylie will be like, I'm a billionaire. And Kim will be like, really? Well, I called the IRS. They should be the ones to truly find out if that's correct or not. You know, like, I was, you know, like she'll totally, like, you know it's going to happen. <laughs> This is truly insane. Why are you... You guys need to recommend this to ever. I mean, I, I, families should be listening to this together. So uh, we cut to Kylie's G-Wagon. Her and Chris are driving um, somewhere. And Chris is like, oh my God, there used to be an IHOP over there. And Kylie goes, I just want to do normal things with you, Mom. I want to feel normal. I want to be a real girl. And Chris says, I, you know, I haven't been to the grocery in two years. I love how rich people are always fucking get boners for the grocery. Like, we all know what the grocery, like, the gro, like, fuck. dude, if you could tell me, like, next week that I would never have to try to park at a Trader Joe's again, you know how fucking psyched I'd be? And I would never look back. Never look back. Like, you, I would never, like, there would never be like, oh, my God, it'd be so cute to visit our Ralph's right now. Like, Fuck no. I, I, I'd read a Colleen Hoover book. Are you kidding me? And uh, Chris says, yeah, I haven't been in two years. And Kylie goes, I just want to pick my own things. This is what money does for you. Like, I love when the Kardashians, like, one of the, like, so this is obviously the plot line for Kylie and Chris in, is they cosplay being poor. Like, they're cosplaying just being us. Like, they're literally cosplaying us. And Chris says, uh, why don't we go to the most amazing grocery store in Malibu? I follow them online because I'm just so obsessed. So this is what we're supposed to believe. Chris has not walked into a grocery store in two years, but she's got such a lady boner for grocery stores that she now follows grocery stores online. Because she'll just sit there with Corey and I'll be like, babe, you want me to do stuff with your butt? And Chris will be like, not yet, Corey. I'm, I'm, I'm watching my stories. And her stories are looking at grocery stores. So we pull up to this place, Vintage Grocer. It's called Vintage Grocers, which is already like, no, fuck that. Take her to a John's or something. Like, take like you want to go to a grocery store? Let me take you to a Safeway in Arizona. How about that? And um, so uh, Chris goes, one of the things that stopped me from going to a grocery store is, is privacy. People always try to sneak photos. And when she says this, there's literally a guy walking past trying to sneak a photo. Uh, Chris sees 818 Tequila, Kendall's uh, tequila brand that they bought. And uh, Chris is like, should we buy some to support? I'm like, you idiots, no. Like, what? Uh, and then, then they go around the store and they're just like, oh my God, they have tater tots, but made out of sweet potatoes. Like, you know, they're probably getting ripped up at every uh, aspect of their life. And especially with food. You're, they're like, the chef told me sweet potato tater tots were not possible, yet I see them here at this grocery store, you know? And Kylie's like, they've got a 12-pack of Charmin? I was told that we only had two rolls of toilet paper at $30,000 each. Um, Chris says something like, oh, she's like, this is great with vodka, which I imagine with Chris, that's like anything. 
Um, they just really have no clue about, and it's, it's cute, I guess. Chris goes, I need the experience of checking out. I'm like, shit, dude, you can, you can bag my groceries. Like I don't, Chris doesn't of course know how to use the check, you know, to put the ATM card and the thing, you know, and Chris goes, I want to push the cart myself. I want to push the cart myself. And Kylie says, um, we get to, uh, we get to ride in the car. Oh no, we got to go wash the car now. And Chris in a talking head goes, it makes me so happy when my kids are having fun. Cause that's my heart. <laughs> so basically she's like, I love when I can go to the grocery with my kids. It's amazing. And listen, I've been to the grocery with my parents a lot. My mom has never been like, it's amazing being at the grocery with you, Ryan. This fills my heart. Like, it's always like, what did dad want? I left the list in the car. Can you call dad? Like, it's always some kind of like, oh, no, 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 that's too expensive. Like, what do they have a, a Safeway brand? Like, it's that kind of shit. Chris says, Kylie, you put away the cart. Don't be the customer that leaves the cart. And Chris shouts out as Kylie's walking away with the cart. You're doing amazing, sweetie. <laughs> and I just was like, Chris is like proudly looking at Kylie. Like I never thought she would put away a cart before. And I also wonder if Chris ever looks at her daughters from behind and go, I can't believe I encourage them all to get BBLs. Like, I mean, like, does she ever go like, holy shit. It is wild what I've made them do to their bodies. Um, so now we uh, we go to the car wash with them. And Kylie goes, I love us. <laughs> we cut to Courtney's house. And we find out Courtney and Travis, they're on day two of a pre-cleanse. Not the cleanse, a pre-cleanse. Travis is like, yeah, I'm on restrictions all the way around. Uh, Courtney explains that this cleanse, the Panchakrama, the Panchakrama cleanse is 3,000 years old and it'll get all the toxins deep within our tissues so we can have better quality eggs. And Court is like, I'm about to go take my estrogen. Court says, I did this cleanse 10 years ago. I kept telling Travis about this and it's the one thing we haven't tried that he's heard me talk about. And Court says, we're not having, we're not having sex or caffeine. If my moods take a turn, just that's why. And Travis goes, you know what? He truly is in love with you. He goes, you know, I'm okay with a mood change more so than a day without you. <laughs> this lady, Marta, who's an Ayurvedic expert, um, comes in like, you know, one of those guru people or whatever and meets Travis. And uh, Courtney's like, he's mad at me. And Travis is like, no, I love her. I just miss having sex and I miss having caffeine. And uh, they ask what's the reason that they can't have sex. And Marta's like, you make your metabolism move. You, you know, so then you bring your metabolism into your GI tract and then you drink castor oil and it all goes out and you feel amazing. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Dude, this lady is a fucking scam artist. I'm telling you right now, this lady is fucking scam artist. This is Caroline Calloway with a weirdo degree. And um, the lady literally looks at Travis and goes, 
he has nothing wrong with his sperm, I can tell. I'm like, okay, Marta. Travis, um, Travis goes, excuse me, ladies, I need to go listen to a song and improve it. Marta goes, Courtney, let me look at your tongue. And how are your neck and shoulders? And she's like, they're tense. Travis comes back. And uh, this is when we find out that the doctor has told Courtney to drink Travis's cum four times a week. Can we get some more information? Like, what are the, what is the ounce? Like, are we talking eight ounces? What are we doing? Like a soup, like a big gulp? What are we, like, I literally, I, I, even talking about it with you guys, I can't even imagine if you, I'm so sorry, kids, if this is the first time you're hearing about uh, Courtney drinking Travis's cup. I, I, so I didn't want you guys to hear it from me. But um, it's just too much. Listen, it's too much. Let's not... Listen, I don't even know if it's worth having the baby if you have to do this. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, just like what? Like, Travis is like to the doctor, I'll give you $50,000 if you tell her she has to drink my cum. Like, you know, it's just like, what? Were you out of your mind? So this next part of the cleanse is a seven-day cleanse, and then they have to go to Marta's scammer spa for four hours every day. I'd love to see the bill on this. Uh, Courtney's like, I'm super grateful Travis is here doing this with me. I feel like we have to do this together. We have to be on the same page. We're making a baby. And like, I, I, my note was like, they better have this fucking baby. If you're guzzling cum, doing like eight hour sessions, like you're probably like, you better have, I want them to have this. Now I'm like personally invested. Like they better have this fucking baby. Like honestly, like they better have this fucking baby. If not... Like, I should, the better. They, I'm just telling you, they better. Marta, yay, you. Marta, I'm after you. You better get them to have this baby, all your witch potions and stuff. We cut to Chris going through the car wash with uh, Kylie. They pull up to the gas station first and pump uh, gas. And uh, she goes, Kylie, do you want to come out here and smell the fumes? Because you know, like, that's also was not surprised. I always picture Kylie huffing paint. Um, and Chris has left the car on, so almost literally exploded the car by putting gas in a, in a... By the way, that was... Is that an old wives' tale or is that true? My mom would always be like, the car will explode if you put gas with the engine on, like, with it running. Like, that, I don't... Was that my mom just scaring me? Like, it's going to explode, right? Anyways, um... Also, this is why I know the Kris Jenner that we see on this show is full is bullshit because they make her a slow adult. She's always like, ha ha ha, I almost killed all of us. Like, there's no way she wouldn't if she she wouldn't even be able to manage her diapers, let alone four other ladies. You know what I'm saying? And I don't I didn't mean like diapers. And I'm just saying like she wouldn't even be able to like manage herself, let alone all of these like billion dollar careers. If it's like this lady that like acts like she's like fuddy duddy, like tripping over like every you know what I'm saying? Like it just wouldn't be possible. It just doesn't, like, you can do all the prayers in the world and it's not going to fix stupid. Like, Chris Jenner is putting on a show. This is not her at all. So then they're like, okay, let's get this puppy wash. And they drive, it's a drive through car wash. And you guys, they get so excited. It's like, they're all in, like, leather. It's weird. And Chris goes, this is like Disneyland. <laughs> if it was like Disneyland, you would have, like, kind of, like, shut the whole place down and, like, make kids watch you ride the rides like you did, like, a couple weeks ago. Um, 
Chris laughs. She's like, we have to bring the kids here. <laughs> and Kylie goes, this is the best tourist attraction. And Chris says, best $12 we ever spent. And I'm like, okay, well, tell that to Ray J. I think that's what you gave him to get the tape. Chris says, it's the most, Chris says again, most important thing to me is spending time with my kids and family. And it gets harder and harder as the years go by to spend time together. No, it's not, you fucking liar. All we do is see you guys hang out at party after party. You guys throw each other parties six times a week. We just saw you at the Kravis wedding. You guys are all, it's not hard to see each other. You live next to Chloe. What are you, smoking dope? Um, then Chris goes, I have Kylie all to myself today, and that means everything. And Chris goes, I think I built up an appetite. Ha, 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 ha. We cut to Kim. She's with her uh, main lady, Tracy Romulus. And Kim's like, I'm on this really fun journey. What my new fashion era is going to be. Like, I guess girls do that. I don't have a lot of experience. You know, like I'm never going like, what's Ryan's next fashion era? Like, I was into these these old Navy sweater thing. Like, it was like a sweater jacket like thing for a bit. And I was really into that like before the the pandemic and like I was like those are like 30 bucks a pop and I had like three different colors of them and a gray a blue and like a a purple um not like a bright yeah it was like a it was a dignified purple and I just I thought I looked so cool in them and that was like okay this is like my look with like a pair of jeans and a t-shirt or you could wear a button-up like a lumberjack anyways uh and I was like that's I, I was like this is kind of my look you know and now uh, I'm like, what's what's Ryan's next? What's my next fashion journey? It's like, you know, the last couple of years, like basketball shorts and like the same T-shirt over and over again. But like, could I go? Could I push further past the Adam Sandler phase? Um, so Kim's like, I need to decide my fashion journey. And she's like, I'm here trying to find some inspiration today. And we are at her storage facility, you guys. And it's insane. This actually, I thought was cool if you're into geeky shit like this, because it was fun. To, like, she's like, I've had so many different fashion eras where I've been and where I want to go. We have 30,000 pieces here. And I was like, oh my God, you know, this place is going to get burnt to the ground one day. Like, it always like, don't even talk about this place, you know? Like, don't you always hear about that? Like, like recording artists, like, all oh, my guitars got burned up and all that. Like, I feel like it's bad luck even showing us because I'm just like, it's going to all, like, you know, like, and then it's like, you're going to free. But you guys, it, it's like if um, Charlotte Roos threw up in a storage facility. That's what a lot of the early pieces look like. Um, and, and, but you we see a lot of Yeezy. We see, and everything's labeled, has pictures on it. It's just like, it is pretty impressive. Um, and Tracy goes, do you feel like you'll ever go back to any of this? And then Kim goes, what is my next Muse relationship going to be? Of course, Muse, of course, we know a lot through Kanye and Julia Fox most recently. But I love Kim. Like Kanye's taught her all these big words and now she's like using them all the time. So I'm sure if you're Kanye, it's got to be pretty angering because you're like, you didn't even fucking know what a Muse was. You thought it was a yogurt flavor. Um Kim's like, I have my closet, you know, at home. And that's like my Balenciaga room. And it's just like, I like knowing what I'm going to wear. And Chasey says, you have been so dependent on Kanye and his team. In a talking head, Kim goes, Kanye was a crutch to teach me about fashion. And she goes, the status of my relationship with Kanye hasn't been clear because I've been trying to figure it out, but I'm definitely ready to move on. And, you know, I'm not wanting to depend on someone else. 
I forgot that I can make decisions, too. That I have an opinion, too. Even though last week she literally said, I'm not good. You know, it's like I can just... Like, I know that I don't know. You know, like she kind of said that last week. Tracy says, the crazy thing is you can hold up a dress and Kim will tell you what year she wore it, what her eyeshadow was. And Kim's like, quiz me. And she holds up this white thing. And Kim's like, New Year's Eve, Las Vegas. <laughs> she goes, white Gucci dress. It was right after I dumped Chris Humphreys. <laughs> and she goes, I felt like I was on fire. And, you know, and Tracy's like, you had bangs. And she's like, I did. And we see a picture of it. And she did not look on fire. Uh, Kim like, oh, this is my Emmys outfit where I wore blue eyeshadow. And Kim says, I do know what looks good on me. I do know exactly what I like. And I've just got to drown out the voices of what people say I should be wearing and go with what I like. And I'm like, yeah, by the way, when she's saying this, she's in the talking head with that purple outfit that like, it's like a purple suit thing that makes her look like she has no neck, which I kind of like, cause it like makes me laugh, but I, you know, I don't think it's fashionable. Like she's just like, I am Kim's head. I am put on this purple suit body Like you guys know, you guys got to see it. It's so funny. Um, and, uh, we cut to Courtney. She's with Marta, that scam artist. Uh, and they're at her spa and she's like, here, do you want some breakfast? Here's hot rice, blah, blah, blah. And so they had no caffeine, no sex, no alcohol, no sugar. Courtney goes, we feel amazing. <laughs> she goes, seven days coming up, four hours of spa treatments every day. I'm like, oh my God, it's so tough. And much is like, we've got to prepare the womb to have the baby. We're going to give you a ginger foot bath and I will then pee on you. No, she says, um, Travis is like, Courtney, I don't know why your feet are so cold. I take such good care of your feet. I'm like, creep. Uh, they start kissing in front of Marta. You can tell Marta's even like uncomfortable. It's like, this is not how to prepare the womb. Court says, you never really know what the treatment is. It's customized to, e- customized to each individual. Yeah, because she's making it up on the spot. It's a scam. Marta's like, this will help you bring the warmth to the womb. And she just pinches Courtney. Um, and she goes, this oil on the head is so good for your nervous system. <laughs> I just keep writing. This is a scam. Uh, we noticed Travis is laying down for like a, some kind of massage thing and he has no leg tats, which is weird. I wonder if there's, there's gotta be a reason there. Um, he's smiling and he's getting rubbed by these two ladies and they're putting this weird little rubber ball on it. I don't know. I, I just like, I feel like we're about to eat poop or something. Uh, they're doing this thing called Shiro Basti. Um, probably a name she made up on the spot and, uh, which by the way, you guys, I am teasing. I do know these things actually, you know, I used to work at a spa, but it is kind of funny because all in all, it's ridiculous. Um, the ladies to Travis, she's like, we're going to put this on the top of your head and it'll be good for the nervous system. And it looks like a brown chef's hat. Like you make out of like when you, when you give your, like give your kids like car, like cardboard and they start just bend it into shapes. Like it's like it's pretty janky and it's on his head and and she goes when your mind is busy like yours the castor oil will calm it down and travis (laughs) um travis asks if he can be on his phone and she goes no just chill we've got to shut your mind down we cut back to kim and uh she's getting made up at her home in calabasas for the balenciaga shoot we see martina the creative officer of balenciaga and kim's like this campaign feels so special on a personal level it's the first time i ever did my own contract 
I feel in control of this shoot. <laughs> she keeps talking. I need to see this contract. She's like truly incredible. It just feels amazing, you know, to be in a campaign for a brand that Kanye told me about. <laughs> for a brand I've been wanting, I've been wearing for so long. One of my favorite designers is valuing my opinion and wants me to be in, and wants my opinion. It's an empowering feeling. And I wrote, slow down, Kim. Like this is, I, it's what I said a couple of episodes ago with Kim. It's just like, we're now, this show has turned into this fantasy realization. It's like Make-A-Wish Foundation where all of each of these Kardashians' dreams are coming true. I mean, not the one where Tristan has a baby with another woman, but all of the other ones. Like the deal with the devil paid off and all of these things are coming true. But it's like that sometimes it's just like, okay, like maybe you don't like call it out. So, you know, like everything is perfect. Um, Kim's like, they're letting me use my hair and makeup team. They're letting me wear my long braid in my home, which by the way, Dorit did the long braid first. She's like, they want everything that is me. That is the best, most empowering part. Like, stop saying empowering. Chris pops in and Chris goes, we need to talk. <laughs> well, I was talking to the people at Vogue and Kindle, <laughs> you know, they want to offer her the cover of the March issue. But then I get a call from Kindle's agent and he's like, good news, bad news. <laughs> I'm not sure Kindle will be right for this cover. And then Chris goes, I bet you're wondering what the good news is. And Kim, you can just tell, has like this evil smile. She's like, they asked Kim to do the cover, Chris says. And Kim in her talking head goes, I'm so excited to be on the cover of Vogue. It will never get old. And Chris says, when you think about it, you were worried about your fashion sense since Kanye, but this is as big as it gets. And she's like, uh, Chris is like, how are we going to tell Kendall? And Kim's like, as a manager, that's your problem. Like, she's like straight face, like, bitch, you handle it. And Chris is like, I can't be a manager. I have to be a mom. Two of my daughters just being considered for Vogue. And you can tell Chris is like, I created them. Like half the time you can tell just Chris is through. Chris is like, they came out of my womb. They put castor oil on my head. And uh, so uh, Chris is like, the agent says, uh, who wants to tell her? And Kim goes, I feel so bad, but I'm not telling her. And the producer asks Kim how Kim would have handled this 15 years ago if she thought Kendall would have been getting the cover of Vogue. And Kim goes, the me 15 years ago would have killed her. My desperation back in the day, she would have been buried. And that's very honest of Kim. She really, I mean, that really shows a peek into what it takes to get where Kim is and how she clawed and scratched. And like, so in a way it's inspirational. I don't know. I mean, it's inspirational in a way. Um, that all this has happened. It's like hard work does pay off, but it's, it, it, there's a weird aspect to it. There's a weird all about Eve aspect to this. Um, and, uh, Chris is like, she says, you know, Kim goes, maybe the agent can just tell her that she didn't get it. And then Chris is like, what? And then Kendall just sees Vogue come out and you're on it. And Kim just looks so self, self-satisfied as she walks out. We cut to Kendall driving up to Chris's house. We see her park. Uh, she uh, so I'm just like fuck. She knows how to drive too. So like slowly, like we're seeing that Kendall does know how to do some basic stuff. So I'm really proud of that. We go into Chris's office. Chris is sitting there. Kendall's wearing this like weird sweater, and Ken, and Chris is like, "I love your sweater." And Kendall's like, "This whole vibe is everything." And 
Chris goes, I don't like delivering bad news and I'm her mom. I don't want, I don't want anyone to have their feelings hurt, but I have to tell her Kim got the cover of Vogue. And, um, Chris is like, I want to talk to you about the whole Vogue situation. And Kendall's like, yeah, Chris, my agent already talked to me. And Chris is like, oh my God, I feel so much better. I was dreading that. And Kendall's like, why? And she's like, I didn't want to hurt your feelings. In a talking head, Kendall goes, yeah, Chris called me. I'm happy for my sister. There's not an upset bone in my body. And I truly actually really believe that. And Kendall's like, yeah, I love every time I get to work with Vogue, you know? And Chris goes, Kendall is the best. She's the most delicious person in the world. Calm down. Like, calm down. The most delicious person in the world? Gross. Have you ever even had Travis's semen? <laughs> Chris says, uh, when it comes to you guys, my kids, I'm just so excited and proud. And then Chris, it takes a left turn and she's like, maybe it's time to have a baby. Because Chris is like, we can get prime dollars for those eggs. Kendall chokes. She's like, it's my life, mom. I'm not sure I'm ready yet. In a talking head, Kendall goes, I have a lot to figure out before I welcome a child in my life. Like, do I even like guys? No, she's like, um, I'm enjoying my life and I, I'm on my own and I'm okay with that. She's only like fucking 25. Are you kidding? Like the fact that she would eat like, what? The fuck? This is what Chris fucking like makes these kids lives wild she i bet she was like with kylie like let travis hit it without the rubber let him hit it without the rubber yes let him let him do it inside you kylie <laughs> <I'm> so sorry <laughs> chris then go like it even gets creepier this is like a horror film she goes when you were born i made your body inside my body so in a way, I made your eggs, which I was like, are you about to say I own your eggs? Those are my eggs. But uh, Kendall goes, are you watching TikTok videos? And Chris all of a sudden is like, we should call the doctor. And she's like, the doctor's busy. She's like, the doctor will make time for me. They called Dr. Tice and she's like, yeah, it's time to freeze your eggs. And uh, yeah, it'd be a good time. You know, the younger you are, the better it is to freeze. And Chris says, it's unanimous. We're going to have a baby. It's just like a weird scene and you kind of get the sense you're like, Kendall, we've not always seen eye to eye, but like escape. Have you ever seen that movie Sleeping with the Enemy with Julia Roberts? Like start a new life, like swim out there. So there's got to be some kind of ocean near Calabasas and rich people ocean. I think it's near Malibu. Like just fucking spin, like swim out, take a death, whatever. Start your life somewhere else. This is not good. You you can do this, Kendall. Go learn how to go to a culinary school. Learn how to proper knife skills. Like, yeah, learn some shit. Um, we cut to Chloe and Tru Chloe and True. They're walking into the new house. Chloe's house is finally done, and she's like, "Do you love it?" And True's like, "Free." Um, she's like, "Today and True and I get to move into our new dream home we've been building for two years. Tristan is going to be moving in with us too. He's just in basketball season right now." I'm like. Not so fast. Which, by the way, Chloe's so goofy that I bet Tristan is still allowed to live there. Um, she's like, it's chic and clean and beautiful. 
And it's so great to see this be a tangible house. We see her china room and all the food is labeled. Everything's just set up perfectly. Corey, of course, is in there. He's like in his like silk jammas. And he's like, hey, babe, you proud? He's like dancing around like Puff Daddy. And uh, Corey's like, this, this is organized as shit, Corey says. And uh, we see her shoe closet. and It like, looks truly insane and amazing. And Chris in a talking head says, I'm so proud of Chloe. This is something she did on her own. She literally built this. All the wood and nailing. <laughs> she acts like Chloe. Like, she's like, so proud of Chloe. She did this all on her own. She paid for it. She organized. She chose. It's her imagination. Her creativity and resources. It's all because of Chloe's blood, sweat, and tears. And then we find out that Chloe forgot to put a bathroom in. There's no bathrooms in this place. So that was her imagination. She's like, oh, shit, I forgot. No, there's bathrooms. But it is just so funny. It's like, yeah, you know, like Chloe said, I want a house and here's some money. And uh, we need a room for true. I want to move it. You know, but I'm like, Chloe did all of this. Oh, like these are the part of the show where you're like thinking like Chris needs to like spread the wealth where she's like, well, we've kissed Kim's ass for the good half hour of this show. Let's uh, let's give Chloe a little compliment about her style for building houses. We see her movie room. And Chloe's like, we're just so excited to live in this, our family home, and just create memories. We finally got our house. And you're like, oh, my God, one of the first memories is coming up soon where you find out your doofus dickhead boyfriend created a baby with some trainer in San Francisco and then lies to you repeatedly. We see a young Robert Kardashian in a framed photo, which actually is pretty cool, in homage. Um, we, uh, Chris goes, and the coolest thing, it was, we're right next door to each other. Do you ever think Chloe would go over a cup of sugar and like a security, like takes her down, thinks she's like a burglar or something? Um, if I was like rich like them, I'd build like an underground, like, like thing that you would get. Anyways, um, Corey is dancing in his PJs and he's like, yeah, all right. Chloe is talking to the camera. She's like, I'm going to go stay up all night, but you guys got to get the fuck out of here. And then Corey's dancing with Chloe. He's like, yeah, you know, God, Corey, what a, we, uh, we still haven't figured out where Corey was. Does anybody know where Corey, what, what the deal with Corey was? People are saying they're still together. Like us weekly put out something of like sources say they're still together. But I'm like, dude, Corey fucking is dancing in silk jammies at the opening of Chloe's house. You don't think he's going to go to Italy? Are you kidding me? That dude loves pasta. So uh, we cut to Kim. We see a bunch of gloves. And she's like, today's my American Vogue cover shoot. I feel confident. I feel calm. Everything feels me. And the guy's like, Kim, we really like your retro future aesthetic. I'm obsessed with your look right now. And, uh, you know, I'm very glad to be doing this with you. And Kim's like, I've come a long way. Full control, she says. The cover of American Vogue. The third time, she says. Kim says, I always step on set. And the first time I had no voice on the first one. And it was still beautiful. Years ago, I wouldn't have dreamed ever of Vogue. Ever. I wasn't supposed to be in my vocabulary, which is true. She had Carl's Jr. ads and tummy T-spots. And Kim goes, and now it's like the time. It just feels so different because I have such an opinion now. Have you ever heard anybody like compliment themselves, not even on the opinion itself, but like, I know how to have an opinion. Like <laughs> Kim, tell us an opinion of yours. Like, he's like, I know how to think thoughts. 
Before, people didn't know I had thoughts, but I think them all... Oh, I just thought of a thought right now. <laughs> but she's just like, I, she's like, I have an opinion. And she's like, the styling team asks me what my nails should look like. I never have had anyone ask that of me. And then we see her standing on top of a car with a big bowl on her head. And I'm like, maybe we should stop asking her. <laughs> she goes, nothing I used to wear is me, but this is me. And she's like dressed up like a mummy. Like all this whites all like, like looks like, but teepeed her body. And, uh, and I just wrote, yeah, here's another episode of look at me, look at my life. But like in a positive way. And then Anna Wintour calls on the phone. Anna fucking Winter is like, they want to try the Versace. And Kim's like, Anna wants to try the Versace. We try the fucking Versace. And she goes to have Anna's confidence is me is a dream come true. We are going to bring some heat to Vogue. And I'm like, was Vogue not heated lately? Like, I don't honestly, like, I know you girls read this shit, like, you know, the Torah, but uh, like, I read Mag Magazine, Entertainment Weekly, I used to read, like, you know, like, I read the basics, but Vogue, I know, like, is this, is Vogue lost without the Kardashians? And also, that was like, Kindle doesn't care. Like, they'll just give Kindle the next issue. Like, who cares? Um, Kim goes, it feels like such an evolution, this Vogue shoot, of any other Vogue shoot. We cut to Chloe's blue Porsche pulling up to Kim's house. Kendall's black Porsche pulls up to Kim's house. Uh, they all come inside. They ask Kim how it was Vogue. And she's like, so cool. I had control. So we keep hearing the same fucking thing out of Kim. Like, I had control. I picked my glam team. I got to wear what I wanted. And Kim's like, I've had zero time with family and friends. I've been studying and work, studying for the bar and working. And I wanted to have all my family over for dinner tonight. And Court and Travis come in from the cleanse. I mean, it was like, you know, Courtney's full of Travis's, you know, <laughs> her special drink. And Kim says, yeah, this is supposed to get you the cleanest egg and sperm. Um, and they're like, you can't orgasm at all. And court says, yeah, we asked her everything. We said, can we do oral hands, feet, anything? And Chris is like, oh, feet. What are you talking about? Corey doesn't use his feet. What? Um, and then all of a sudden Chris goes, uh, Kim, this is what your friend just sent me. And then Kim's like, I got it too. And they're like, what? And Kim's like, Kanye's coming out with a new rap song, which means, He'll be talking mad shit about me and just talking whatsoever. And Chloe says, most men shouldn't be trashing the mother of their kids. They should be not using condoms in Sacramento with trainer. No, Chloe says, most men shouldn't be trashing the mother of their kids. And Chris says, when people say disparaging things about one of us, it's all of us. Which like, I'm like, oh no, Chris is going to be so pissed at me. And she's like, I always have to remind everybody that their kids will read this one day. And I'm like, not if you don't teach them how to read. Chloe says, you know, good always prevails. I'm like, Chloe, what are you fucking talking about? And Kendall's like, yeah, karma. And Chloe says, you'll never regret saying something nice. And I'm like, you sure fucking could. Cause then you could be like somebody that gets walked all over every fucking week. And Kim says, I can't control how I will. No, it's like, I can control what he does, but I can control how I will react, but I can't control how he treated me or how he always treated you guys and looks to the family. Kim in a talking head says, I never had the opportunity to say, I'm sorry to you, to my family. And she says, sorry right now. I'm sorry to you guys, but I will never let that happen to you again. For once, I feel strong. I'm not going to let anyone treat you the way 
that he has treated you and the way, you know, like, I'm like, okay, dipshit. Like you were married to him for a long time. Like I'll never let Pete Davidson talk down to you. Like you better not. Like I will make sure I will not date somebody as powerful as me because <laughs> otherwise I couldn't, uh, you know, I couldn't guarantee this old not, to, you know, but it's hysterical. Like she's literally saying like, cause you know, we've always suspected that as Kanye was like, fuck, I'm like a genius. I don't need to fucking kiss Chris Jenner's ass. The chef comes out. I was like, the food is ready. We'll bring it out. The chef has been preparing all this stuff. It looks amazing. Like, really. And uh, Chris goes, a toast to family. And then Kim butts in and goes, peace, happiness, love, and light. Like, it was another one of those moments where, like, Kim was like, I'll finish the toast. <laughs> Courtney goes, um, by the way, I did hear that speech you told me, Chloe. Like, I, I, I listened to it about Scott. Like, you, you know, how you said we should all talk to each other. And Travis goes, what what happened? And Courtney's like, I was only going to say it to Scott if he asked, like, say that we should talk. And Scott called me, and it was about something about the kids. And then he was all of a sudden like, uh, should I be expected to, like, not be invited to dinners from now on? I love these dinners. And... Courtney's like, you know, I said a conversation would be helpful to get out of this strange place. And Scott was like, of course I'm interested in that. I do want to have a conversation. It's my life. And then Chloe goes, well, you know, mom, dad, and Bruce, it took years for everything to work out there. Which, by the way, Chloe, her name's Caitlin. You got to say Caitlin. Chloe, uh, Courtney goes, Chloe's the wise sister. (laughs) And then that's the end. And it's like, next time on The Kardashians. And Kris Jenner's teaching a master class. So she's filming the video. Guess who fucking pops up? Gwyneth Paltrow. And Courtney's like, this is a cool opportunity for two females to come together. We're going to collab on a candle smell that smells like my pushy. I'm going to vom, dude. I had to hear about Travis Seaman this week drinking it. Now I got to hear about Courtney's pushy and a candle next week. Also, Kim starting to date. And Kim goes... I'll finally answer you. So this is how it all went down with Pete. And that is it, you guys. Wow. Wow. We really did a long... Wow, God. What is wrong? An hour and 44 minutes. How do you guys even do this? You're like, we don't. We don't listen to most of these. Uh, Thank you guys so much. Thank you for allowing me to talk about my feelings. Thank you uh, for allowing me to work through those feelings about a big issue. And I'm sure you guys are dealing with feelings of your own as well. So I hope you have sounding boards as well. And I hope they're real people. And um, I hope they uh, give you good advice and good ears to listen to you. And I hope it's not all done online. Online is such a great resource and a great tool. And thank you so much for donating to a good cause for all of you that did. But remember, like, you know, talk to real people as well. And I consider you guys real people. And I hope you consider me one as well. But um, just try not to get into a bunch of arguments online. Um, this next while because it can be really dark and it can be really upsetting but i got your back and thank you for having mine and we will talk to you on friday where we're gonna have a fucking blast with beverly hills you guys promise we promise i promise you guys thanks so much um and i'll talk to you friday betches